this is controversial. Some people don't want to put that on their website, what the price is. Some people do. I've seen it extremely successful with those that do. You're listening to Toolbox of the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades. Today, I'm joined by Chris Yano, the CEO of Rhino Strategic Solutions and the host of the To The Point Home Services podcast. We talked about the best ways to generate home service leads, including the six P's to please the prospect, as well as some of his most memorable moments on To The Point. Chris is an absolute delight, and if you enjoy his interview with me, check out the episode of To The Point that also drops today, November 30th, with Service Titan's VP of Customer Experience, Tom Howard. Enjoy. Chris Yano, you are the CEO of Rhino Strategic Solutions, and you are the host of the To The Point Home Services podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, Toolbox for the Trades. It's so great to have you. I'm excited. Thanks, Jackie, for having me. I think the last time we did something together has probably been like two years ago or something crazy like that. I think it was like maybe early 2020. Do you remember that? I remember doing a webinar with you in end of spring 2020, which, yeah, I guess was almost a year and a half ago. But what is time? What's time anymore, Chris? I don't know, but there's still never enough of it. I know, but you've been growing like crazy to the point is such a fantastic podcast. I love listening to it and your energy is great. So thank you for bringing your expertise onto toolbox. I'm excited, man. You know, man, I got love for service time. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Well, speaking of in, you are in the trades, your trades adjacent. So we're going to kick off this conversation the way we do every single one, which is how did you get into, tra- how did you get into the trades? Easy for you to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I got in the trades and I feel like this is something I always ask too with all our guests. And it's, and my answer is really a lot of the same as I didn't necessarily actually mean to get into it. It's just that opportunity presented itself. I was, you know, started my own digital marketing company, but it was meant for like anybody, like anybody. It just so happened that, that the trades uh, I had a few trades folk, uh, tradesmen that came in as customers. And um, I'm, listen, I grew up country. Like I've come from the, I grew up on a farm. I'm from Indiana. Like it was blue collar and I could relate. So it was, I gravitated towards that. Like a lot of HVAC or plumbing or, or even roofing customers. And so what it is, is that I got, uh, I got a really great customer in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, who kind of showed me the ropes on HVAC and plumbing. It just required so much bandwidth and he held me so accountable for results that I really wanted to make sure I studied it and studied it that it led to a, we had a really successful, um, a really successful internet marketing partnership with them. I'm talking, this is like 2009, Jackie, this is like forever ago. So it led to a relationship with the manufacturer, obviously a major manufacturer based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, you can probably figure the two out that set me down this path of like, Hey, HVAC is really, really hard. It's probably the hardest industry in the digital marketing world to go after. So it just required all my bandwidth. So I decided I would just focus on HVAC only at that time and really plumbing. Cause if they did HVAC and plumbing, it was easy to do both. But fast forward to today, same thing, still doing the same thing. It's just more than two of us. Now there's almost 130 of us. 
130. That's insane, dude. So tell us a little bit about Rhino Strategic Solutions. Um, you know, what actually what prompted you to want to start your own digital marketing experience? Because I don't know how often you refer to it on your podcast, but you're a former race car driver. So I am, man. Yeah. What was right. that? What was that? How did you go from A to B? So I get asked this question actually quite a bit. So anytime I do an interview, people look for interesting topics to bring up and they bring up usually a few one racing. Cause I raced in the IndyCar. Uh, oh, I raced the IndyCar open wheel stuff. If you're from Indiana, you either play basketball or you race cars. And I wasn't very tall. So I didn't play basketball, but I could race cars. I also did professional bull riding for two years. Crazy. I don't know. I like, I love high adrenaline. I'm high risk. And ironically, what's how I got into doing digital marketing was I went to school. I'm going to be super vulnerable with you for a second. Transparency is one of our core values at Rhino. I'm being super transparent with you. I went to college, uh, India State University, go Sycamores. And I went in for criminal justice. And it took me about four years to get what's called an associate's degree. You know what one of those are, right? That's, yeah. a, two -year, that's a two-year degree. It just took me a little longer. Um, and then right out of college, I got a DUI. So um, that kind of set my path different. So I made my parents super proud by uh, ruining all that time you know, to, to try and get a, a degree. And so what it is is it set me down a different path. And um, ultimately that path was, I was good at talking to people and I learned that I could do sales. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I got into this sales position and then it, it transitioned into a yellow page company here in Phoenix, Arizona. Cause as soon as I left college, I went straight to Phoenix, um, which is where my grandpa's a retired farmer. That's how I got here. So I really loved what I was selling. And then at one point in time, I noticed when the online yellow pages stuff kicked off, I really loved it. Cause you could track it and measure it and think about this. I'm a race car driver. So um, when you do like the, the smallest little tweaks to a race car, make it really fast or make it really scary. And so it's all about these little metrics to make you go faster. Like I love the analytics. That's what I liked about internet marketing is you could track everything. I loved that I could see actual numbers and make sense of it. It's just that the company that I was selling for wasn't doing what I was selling. Right. So that's a integrity problem. And I don't roll that way. So I thought, Hey, I can do this. My sister went to go work for this little bitty company called Google back in 2000. And she was able to say, hey, I know a little bit about this. Would you like me to see if I can get you some training? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great, sis. So she's in LA or I mean up in the Bay Area. And then I got to do some cool training. And I was like, you know what? I can sell it if I could build the websites. That's the thing I needed to figure out. And then I could do, I could do all this myself. And this is just me maybe having blinders on. And, uh, and that's what I did, man. I just, I decided I could sell it and do it myself. I had no business experience. Thankfully, my wife also did it with me and she had tons of business experience. Like just like we're both young, but she had a, you know, a business major, finance major, marketing, like she was a triple major from Arizona State University. So, but our, our strengths like really supported one another. What I was good at, she wasn't and vice versa. So it worked, but we laid the core values right then, boom, and we're going to get the digital marketing and we're going to do it the right way. That's awesome. And today you have 130 employees. It's crazy. There might be more than that. Like it's insane. And I, like I told you, I was just, I'm going to name drop here for a second. I was just talking with Gary V right before you, like our, and we were talking about this growth we've had over the last three years. And it was cool to bring in some of those employees, some of the newer employees and older employees to have a conversation with them and have him share what his view of the business has been the last three years and the growth. It's, it was a really cool moment. I had lots of goosebumps. That is so awesome. And thanks again for being so vulnerable about, you know, those little mistakes that we make when we're in our early twenties, it's whatever, you know, that's what happens. I think the trades is actually one of the, has some of the best redemption stories out there. I mean, look at Weldon Long, right? 
it's a no brainer. I think that this trade really offers a lot for people who are just willing to work and do their best. So thank you for sharing your vulnerability there. Oh man, I, I listen, like it's part of my story. If, if I don't bring it up, then it was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. We won't go into my dirty laundry though, because <laughs> I am the host of today's podcast. Uh, but let's talk about your partnership with Gary V real quick. Cause I think folks would find that really interesting. So you worked with Gary V for the last three years to basically help pilot this SMB product for his uh, company to help companies of your size grow. And in just in the last three years, you've it's exploded goosebumps everywhere. Anything else you want to touch on? Yeah. So actually, so yeah. And the, and the point of that was um, you're talking about being vulnerable. Um, I think one thing I preach to my leadership team is, is you don't fake what you don't know how to like, don't fake it. Um, you know, fake it till you make it only gets you so far. And, and so I don't do that. If you don't know something, just say it. I'm no different. I lead by example. We didn't have social media figured out and we were really poor at branding our own company because we had so much manufacturer support. I thought, I don't really need to do any branding for Rhino. It kind of brands itself through our customers. And so then I was listening to enough Gary Vee podcasts that I was like, okay, maybe I really need to do start focusing on branding. And it took me a while to get in touch with them. Um, but I thought if I could get his help on how to brand my company well, but also grow my social media team, who's arguably the best social media marketing company in the entire world. Um, that's now turned into this monster agency. I'm talking about VaynerMedia. <laughs> I thought I'll go straight to them and ask them for help. It just took a while. Like it took a lot of perseverance and like months and months and months of trying to connect with them. And then, so I got, I had dinner with them in 18, in 2018 here in Phoenix, when we came in town, we had scheduled a, an hour and a half dinner. It turned into three hours. And I said, I can bring you into the trades I'm trying to find any value I can bring to him, right? Like what is, what is it can I like that I can bring to him that's going to make him want to work with us. And by the end we had a handshake deal of he'll help me grow out, build out our social media team. I'm talking like the strategy, the hiring, the recruiting, his brother, put you know, put together the recruiting platform for us. Um, I'm sorry, his, his brother-in-law. And then, um, and then we started to work with his team. So my leadership team went to New York. We started to lay out what from an operational standpoint, like everything. And, it really took off. And then, um, you know, now we're at the end of that, of our three-year partnership. So it's kind of like the culmination of everything. And obviously like my podcast was because Gary was pushing me to start the podcast. I know you're going to ask a question about it. So I don't want to go down that route because we talked about this, but it's just been a really neat experience for us. We grew from it and now it's time to like, you know, walk, you know, like shake hands and walk away. We did our job and and, in in return for him helping me, I was able to also help him vet out, you know, what's it, what is it like working with another agency inside the Sasha group platform? That's awesome. And I also just want to pick out a real nice nugget there, which I didn't know prior to us because we've spoken before. Um, I didn't know this, but I didn't know that you kind of chased him down for months and months, getting him to try to talk to you. Yeah. It was like, it was like a solid six month effort. It took, it was a really hard pitch to get him to listen because if you can imagine he gets bombarded by so many people, I just started going around him and going to like his executive vice presidents and just anybody I could try and connect to and try and, you know, connect dots to get it happen. But perseverance. Perseverance, man. And talk about mentors in the trades, right? There are so many big names I've had on my podcast. You've had on yours that I'm sure folks listening have been like, Oh man, if I could only get 10 minutes with this person here, you are <laughs> proof that if you try hard enough, if you persevere, you can actually get it done. Get it done. That is awesome. All right. Let's talk a little bit about marketing uh, to home service companies and in your specialty. So what, what's unique about marketing home service companies specifically? Yeah, I think actually a really good question to ask, like if I can word it a little bit differently, is like what makes Rhino unique? And because I say it that way, it's because 
I believe in uh, rising tide raises all ships. I've always been the nice guy in the industry in my world, no matter how many agencies come in and they don't. I'm a big believer in transparency. You heard me say that. I believe that if you're going to, if someone's going to pay us money as an agency, or if you're a marketing agency, you have to deliver a result to the customer, but they have to know exactly what you delivered to them. Like, yet, if, there's no reason they shouldn't know exactly what you brought in, especially if you have service Titan. It's really easy to see the end result of all things that we have done. We just use both together, but it comes down to our, the biggest thing that sets Rhino apart is one, our tenure in the home services space. It's nearly 14 years of doing it every single day, trying to figure out how to generate a service lead, install lead, water, you know, plumbing lead, electrical, now roofing, we're into heavy. It's just that most agencies don't report to the depth that we do. And I'll tell you why it's scary because you're going to have a bad month because of the seasonality of the business. It's just scary to have to tell your customer that you had a bad month, but it's going to happen. So I think that really transparent reporting is still a major miss in the industry on our end, on the digital marketing end, not on service Titan end. But when you have one, like why this works so well, and I had a really great conversation with Vahe at the end or no, at the beginning of the year about this was in our in our reporting dashboard, I, everything that I every call tracking number I have, I have attached to a service Titan number. And that way, we can not only see what the end result was, but see what the opportunity was and the missed opportunity. Hey, I brought in 82 service leads. You closed 13%. I brought in 47 install leads. You closed 12%. Where's the miss? Like, but at least we're talking about facts. Like what actually happened? So there's some accountability between the two of us. So that transparent, we call it total transparency, total transparency reporting is still the missing ingredient. It's getting better, Jackie, but it's still pretty poor. Like it's still like the biggest, the biggest issue that I see in with our companies is a lack of transparency and reporting. What's a lead? A lead is a brand new bookable service or install lead that was not a past customer or a referral. That's a lead. Total transporting. That is a new word <laughs> that you can use, uh, you know, free, free, use Thank it, you. I will not copyright it. Yeah. And I think also just, you know, you went very quickly into what qualifies lead, what type of leads are you driving for your customers? And also, I mean, for the home services specifically, there's all of these different things based on seasonality, based on different types of customers, you know, what, what does that qualify for? So it sounds like, different than an agency that may deal or specialize in multiple types of services, multiple types of companies by honing in on this particular specialty, you really understand the ebbs and flows of those industries. Yeah, I mean, it's been 14 years. And I think a a big key ingredient here is, you know, I don't outsource anything. It's all done in-house. And that doesn't, you know, um, people, business coaches, I use air quotes, will tell me that that was a silly idea because I could get it for cheaper outside. Well, that's looking at it short-term. I look at the long-term play. I'm in this business for a long time. I need to control what is going on, understand quickly, not have to worry about waiting for somebody else to get back to me on their own time. If it's a seasonality change that happens, we got to be on it. I can't wait for somebody to make, you know, to make a change I needed 24 hours later. This business doesn't work that way. That's how you lose the game. You have to be able to move quick, but I have human beings that listen to every single phone call that comes through that website. I'm talking like right here in the United States of America, they're rhinos. They listen to every single call that comes through the website to classify what was it and how was the CSR handling the call and did it come from pay-per-click? 
SEO, social. That way we know exactly what the cost per lead is for every single service that, that we offer. There's no guessing. And then guess what? If they've got service Titan and they should, you attach the closed revenue to it and you can see the exact return on investment. So it's a, like the perfect little pretty bow that you can tie to know exactly what's working. That's awesome. Um, I have a feeling that what you just said is going to kind of tie into my next question, which is, you know, what are some of the most common marketing challenges that you help your clients overcome? Because on my show, you know, whenever I interview owners, especially who have taken their business to great lengths, at some point, that owner has worn the CMO hat, the marketing hat, you know, they've dipped their toe in GLSA and um, paid ads and PPC and social, you name it. So what are some of these challenges that you've, that you overcome some of the most common themes that you see in the trades and coaching them on marketing? Yeah, sure, man. It's really two, it's really two things. And one of them is like kind of marketing, the main one being seasonality. Um, you can only create so much weather as a digital marketing company, but I will say this and, and um, I'll share some of this experience later, but you earn your stripes in a world like mine in the shoulder seasons, because even though all contractors know they come in certain markets they still don't care if you don't produce enough business. Like it's on you to produce it. And if they're not, and if they slow down, it's marketing's fault. It's like always marketing's fault, but we can only create so much weather. However, you can't ignore it. There's still certainly plenty of people searching. Like there is the postseason buyer that does installs postseason, and the same with preseason. You just got to figure out how to go get them. And that's something I feel like we've perfected over the 14 years. When you do it every day, every, you know, for the last X amount of years, you start to figure out how to go after that type of business. But that's number one. Number two, this will be no secret to you. It doesn't matter how good we are at lead generation if they can't get technicians to run the jobs. So a lot of times we're having to pause digital marketing campaigns because there's just no technicians to run the lead volume. Uh, it's like the most unfortunate situation. This is the conversation I just had with Gary V about, com about companies creating their own in-house like tech training programs, incubating their own technicians. Like, that is going to have to happen more frequently. So, but those are the two biggest hurdles that we run into, but from a specifically to um, like HVAC would just be seasonality. Once you learn, you got to learn the shoulder season. You got to learn how to overcome the shoulder season because regardless, the contractor is going to want lead volume. Yeah. And it, hell yes to the incubating your own technicians. That is a big thing that we've been talking about a lot here. And I'm specifically trying to get guests who have done that pretty successfully at their business to talk about how they're doing it. And it's funny because it's still a very new idea. I feel in the trades, like there's very few people that will say, Oh yes, let me show you my apprenticeship program. We have five, we have a million, not a million, but you know, <laughs> we've got hundreds of graduates and they all still work for Like no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's kind of just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's a really interesting topic. I got a few for you. I'll tell you offline. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. They're cut their customers. The program works really, really well. I'm super in tune with it because obviously they were, it was the same problem. Pause, pause, pause. We're three weeks out on install. We're four weeks out on install. How do we solve that problem? They finally are through three classes and they're seeing like stickiness to the technicians, which is like the ultimate sign of, is it working or is it not working when you roll these students out? So um, there's no quick fix. Like you can't put somebody through a four month program and then be like, yep, they're ready to go. It's still longer than that, but you can speed it along faster. It's just, you gotta be willing to do it. Awesome. All right. So you just speak at conferences around the world, obviously around the continent. Have you spoken around the world? So, I mean, not around the world, Canada. <laughs> I'm in USA, Canada, and Australia. 
Okay, great. Did you go to Australia? That counts as the world. I, no, no, no. So I've not been to Australia. I'm saying we have customers in Australia. <laughs> Got it. Well, when you go to Australia, we'll say you've spoken around the world, but you've spoken around the continent to educate customers on digital marketing. Um, one of the things you'll have to talk about is the six P's to please the prospect. Could you tell us about those, please? Absolutely. I would love to, Jackie. <laughs> um, yeah. So the six P's to please the prospect, because we are in the pleasing the prospect game from digital marketing perspective. At the end of the day, this is what I'll preach to you, even my web, my web design team. I have to make certain if I get somebody to a website that with whether they scroll from their phone or desktop, like they can, if they don't even have to scroll to find these six P's and these are six P's that if somebody just follows these and they're not currently doing it, that will immediately pick up business for them. Like without doing anything else, this will immediately help pick up business for them. P number one product. Don't make it difficult to let customers know what you do. Okay. If your name is refrigeration, mechanical, climate control, you know, uh, home comfort specialist, that doesn't say enough. Like you got to think, put heating and air conditioning. If you do plumbing, put plumbing. Don't make customers guess what you do. P, the number one P, product. Number two, place. Don't make them guess where you do it. Just because you've been there forever or you, everybody knows who you are, doesn't mean they know what all areas that you service. Don't assume anything because you know what happens when you assume, right, Jackie? Make an ASS out of you and me. That's right. So we're not going to assume anything. So make it crystal clear on the areas that you service. So second P, that was the place. Now, number one, number three is price. This is controversial. Some people don't want to put that on their website, what the price is. Some people do. I've seen it extremely successful with those that do. I've seen it successful with those that don't. I've just seen a trend happening, but you can put price on there. So, um, that's number three P. Number four P would be promotion. Promotion doesn't necessarily mean like it has to be some sort of financial promotion, but it can be. It certainly is. One of the best promotions that works is the financing offers. And I do believe that you have to make sure that when you when you put out a financing offer that you don't go too low with your monthly number because this is where you're going to run into problems. If you put the monthly number like as low as $49 a month, the odds of that person actually passing a credit report is pretty slim. So you made all that time at going out there and bidding it and wasting this time for them to not even qualify. You got to keep it up high enough. That way you get a better quality lead that comes from it. But the financing offers work exceptionally well. But it can also be like another promotion could be emergency service, your book now button, like the QR codes that you can scan and go straight to the booking platforms. You know, um, it could be your reviews that you're using because you're using it as a credibility promotion, the text feature, because let's face it, not everybody wants to talk to you, right? Like they just want to be able to text you. So there's different promotions you can use, but whatever it is, it needs to be something that's there for somebody to click and schedule an appointment now. It's you're basically setting the hook with the promo. These tune-up offers are great. They are not as great as everybody thinks that they are. Okay. It's just a tune up. Everybody kind of offers some similar stuff. So, um, but also um, speed to lead is another, like, can you get there next day? Same day. Like speed to lead is an absolute great call to action to use to get the appointment booked. The last two, number five is for companies like ours. People make sure the marketing agency that you're using understands your people. You need to understand how homeowners buy from companies like yours. You have to understand the thought process, what they like, what they like. So you got to make sure you choose an agency that understands your customer, your prospect, to make sure you understand they know their buying habits, to be able to then put that on your site and then run a campaign for you. It is an absolute necessity. 
So this is something having been 14 years in the industry, I understand how the homeowner wants to find an HVAC contractor. I understand how the homeowner wants to find a plumbing contractor, electrical, and so on. Now the sixth P Jackie, well, that's not that simple. <laughs> it is a, was that a, that was a naughty by nature reference. <clears throat> uh, I didn't uh, get the reference. I the don't last P, I don't. <laughs> the last P. Well, that's not that simple. Uh, it's personality. Don't be afraid to give your business a personality. You all do the same thing. Like if you offer HVAC, so does thousands of other contractors, a plumbing, electrical. Don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone and give your business a personality. It's okay to be funny. You can try new things. This is what I loved about the COVID era uh, to give some silver lining to it is people tried new things. Like they stepped out. I mean, mostly because you had to, your back was against the wall, especially if you didn't have much brand equity, you really got crunched. So you tried new things. So I loved seeing some what happens that came out. Like anytime I give a keynote, I just give a keynote down in Orlando for this conference. And I loved sharing this video. See if you remember this, Jackie, I would show the old Kmart commercial that was out there and it was, ship my pants wait i'm sorry what that was a campaign from kmart ship my pants ship with a p <laughs> that was the seventh that's the seventh p it's actually the seventh p it's the there it is the seventh p is the ship the p in the ship it was the ship my pants effort because walmart was coming in hot and they were trying to find a way like oh my gosh what can i do differently they really stepped out they did the ship my pants commercial it was wildly successful and it was a great example of how they gave their business a personality to revive it that might be super far left but it was funny right so i've seen some pretty cool stuff come out i've seen some companies getting really creative and doing like funny memes and stuff like that but don't be afraid to give your business a personality i think that you'll find that far more people like that versus people that are going to be upset cuz you tried something funny so I encourage you to give your business a personality. Wow, is that a new thing? Yeah, lights too. Jeff, this contractor we found, was so easy to deal with. Oh yeah? We picked out all our options on his tablet and he had three estimates for us in like 15 minutes. It was like shopping online. Um, okay, does Jeff do bathrooms? Cause that sounds amazing. Today's homeowners are finding out which contractors provide the easy, modern experience that only comes with Service Titan. Are you one of them? Visit servicetitan.com to request a software demo today. That's awesome. So just to recap, because you talked a lot there, thank you. We've got product, place, price, promotion, people, and personality. And you feel like all of this should be within the, you know, in the marketing, like before you even scroll and even on a mobile view, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And actually I'll do a callback. I haven't had him on this podcast yet, but I definitely should. I did a webinar with Dan Antonelli uh, from Kick Charge Creative and someone just quoted his services on the feed recently, which is why I feel it appropriate to mention. But when I uh, first interviewed him, he was like, if I had a dollar for every rebrand I did when their brand was just like snow and fire, like a snowflake and fire or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Dan's my good friend. He was literally just in here last week with me. Um, and like, we've had some of these great conversations. Yeah, I definitely have to have them on. Um, but one thing I really liked when you, cause you gave me a little breakdown of the six P's prior to, you gave me a breakdown of the six P's prior to this conversation. I was trying to <laughs> but one thing you talked about with price is how lower doesn't necessarily mean better. And I'm not sure a lot of our listeners would be happy to hear that. So could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we try to give like out the free card too much or like try to be the least expensive 
option. And I'm just not a fan of it. I actually think that there's, you just not, listen, I'm not in, I'm not in the trades, but I understand how homeowners buy. Fair enough. Like I don't know how to, to put in an air, install an air conditioner, but I understand how that homeowner purchased that air conditioner. So value is what it boils down to. So I think that, you know, as we listen, like I told you, we have a team that listens to every single phone call. All I'm going to do is give you facts based off what I know, Jackie. Fair enough. Like all I'm going to do is give facts based off what I know on what I've seen in results. When I have a customer, a contractor who shares pricing on their website, even if it's a ballpark, the actual conversion rate is pretty significant and, and meaning it's high. It's decent because a lot of times people will call in and say, Hey, can you give me a ballpark on? And the contractor normally says, well, I got to send a comfort consultant out there, try and get it. Okay. Thanks. I'll call back. Click. So the odds are you actually win more, even by putting a ball, even if it's a ridiculous ballpark, at least you're sharing a minimum in there somewhere and the customer is more willing to move forward. And it's becoming more and more common. Think about it because people don't even want to call in the first place. So it's becoming more and more common. It's just that you don't want to go so low and you don't need to go so low on the cost just to try and like get them to, to make, give you a phone call. You got to do what's right for your business. You got to do what's valuable and it's okay. People will understand the value of it. It's just all you're doing is giving a ballpark. You sell in the ballpark, right? But by giving nothing today, I think you stand to lose far more that way than you do by sharing at least a ballpark. If you don't give it, why are they going to call? Like if you, I call the next guy, like, can you give me a ballpark? They give me a ballpark. It's like the odds are as long as the reviews are still good and like everything I'm looking for and they give me a ballpark, the odds of me using them is probably greater. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you on that one. Um, because like you said before, people don't want to pick up the phone and call you to begin with. And I think some folks would say, well, I don't want them to get sticker shock by, any, by anything like that. Well, then if they were going to get sticker shock off your ballpark, you just weeded out a, uh, not a good fit for you anyway. 100%. And um, shoot, there was another point I was going to make in regards to pro pricing on to having uh, pricing on your page, but I forgot it. That's all right. That's It'll what happens up. on podcasts. It'll come up. It'll yep. come up. Uh, I also really love what you had to say about financing because we don't talk about financing too much on this podcast, which is surprising because I know it's a super interesting topic that so many people love to geek out on. But um, when it comes to financing, like any promos that you've seen in your career that were really eye catching, because I know you said even having that financing bit on, you know, within the six P's could be really valuable. Yeah. And it's by far the best hook still to this day, like putting out financing offers with a, with an, um, there's two specific like key ingredients to making the financing offers really, really work. And again, for the, everyone listening, this is 14 years of tracking this data and sharing with our own customers and rolling them out and watching them be successful, you know, month after month after month, I'm going to give you one little nugget to use and you can put it out there. And then it's just every man for himself or every woman for himself, herself is you got to slip in the, as low as number, the monthly number, almost like the, like the buying a car mentality. You have to put in the, the monthly number. You just can't go too low with it. Like I said, so that will help weed out the, the, the leads that you really don't want. It's going to be wasted window time, wasted money because you're not going to qualify anyway. So you got to make sure your as low as number is high enough. My suggestion is do not go less than $89 a month. So based on what we've learned, that's a pretty solid number to go up from. Yes, they're still going to get some that don't qualify, but the, the odds are significantly greater than even if you went to 79. That's that big of a difference between a $10 a month deal. The other thing is speed to service. So here's an example. 
we're getting we're in uh you know if you're if we're getting ready for winter you would put a ad out there or an offer out there that says you know pre-winter next day furnace installation as low as 99 dollars a month i just hit in two two things now this is only if you can do next day right like you can't put it out there you can't do it even if it's two day but you would say i hit the as low as number number one hook and i hit the speed to service number or the speed to service deal so there's two boom i hit both of them and those two together in tandem if you can legit make that same day service or next day service or two day service work will work wonders for your install business. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially if you can do that really quick turnaround, because now you're just triggering all the ways that us as consumers are being conditioned by Amazon and whatnot to click, click a button and immediately get a product right at our door within, you know, 24 hours. So that's all great. We're trained that way now. Like it's only getting worse. Like I I don't even want to say worse. It's not the right, that's not the right word, but like, works speed is an absolute necessity and here's the deal by you utilizing the higher monthly number i promise you you're still going to get the lead bomb you're just going to get the better quality so rather than you put a lower number get more leads that aren't qualified you're wasting time on somebody you could actually got so use the higher number don't go cheap Don't go, don't yeah. cheapen yourself. You don't cheapen yourself either. Yeah. So we've been chatting for about 30 minutes now. I need to get into the podcast. Um, I know Gary V was the one who really got you on board, but I would love to hear the origin story of the to the point home services podcast. I would love to share it, Jackie, <laughs> um, because I actually kind of went into it kicking and screaming. I didn't necessarily even want to do it because it just seemed like a lot of work to me. I, I feel like maybe you might've talked about this before. I can't remember probably offline, but it was, I was sitting in a 2020 planning session at the end of 2019 with Gary and his COO, uh, James Orsini at VaynerMedia. And we were talking through what does our 2020 plan look like? And he said, I really think you need to start a podcast. And I, I was like, well, I listen to your podcast. And it sounds like a lot of work. It's not on my agenda. I already have enough. I got to accomplish. No. And he said, well, you just said to me two things that stand out that made me think about why you should start a podcast. And I said, okay, I'm listening. And one is that, you struggle with people reaching out to the company, but you can't work with them because you're already saturated in a market because you're so niche and only work with HVAC and plumbing electricians. You can only take on so many customers in a market. So you just were saying you have to turn, you've turned more people down recently than ever before. And that frustrates you. Right. And I said, that's right, Gary. (laughs) And then he says, you also just told me one of your core values is giving back. And it is one of our biggest core values is giving back. Anyone who knows me, listens to the podcast knows I have a monster heart for giving back. I love creating like this little pyramid scheme of giving back, not just in donating, making sure my employees go and serve in the community and pushing on our customers to go and serve in the community, just do things to give back, like feel good stuff. And he said, since you can't work with everybody and you love to give back, that's why you need to start a podcast because if you start a podcast, Everybody can listen to it. You can continue to bring on these guests, all the knowledge that you have, have them share it to all their peers in the industry, whether they're working with you or not. So you can accomplish two things. You can continue to serve the home industry that you love, whether they're a customer or not, and you can continue to give back. And then I was like, okay. And then he goes, hey, and by the way, just do it a Q&A format. Make it easy. Like, just get the right guests on. I'll help you get it set up. And they literally gave me like the playbook on how to kind of get it all rolling and starting and get me set it up. But it literally came from, from him setting the stage for me that way. And I'm so grateful we did because we launched it in the third week of 2020. And now we're like 94 episodes in. That's Pretty amazing. cool. 
That's amazing, man. Congratulations on 94 episodes. I know this is my (laughs) second podcast and man, oh man, if you do a quick, like if you go deep into Apple podcasts, you will see just thousands, hundreds of thousands of podcasts with like eight episodes. You know, they went real hot. I'll never forget when I did, I did a podcast, comedy podcast that existed before this one, not as affiliated in service Titan in any way. I mean, if you search hard enough, you can find it, but I will never forget. We recorded our first episode. We launched it on a Monday. And then I looked at my co-host and I said, oh, shoot, (laughs) we need to record another one for next Monday. (laughs) And luckily, luckily, I partnered with a really dedicated, hardworking gal and her and I were able to turn out 89. But dang, it is so much work. And I admire you for doing it. It's a lot of work, you know. We got the processes in place. I have a team now, which certainly makes it way easier. But like the booking part is difficult and you have to be really mindful of who you're bringing on and the content that they're going to deliver, you know, but I'm super grateful for it. It's, it's a, I've learned so much from having it and, uh, and it's been created a lot of new opportunities and um, relationships for me. That's awesome. So what's been your most memorable moment on the show? You know, I think my most memorable moment was I get actually just got asked this question recently too, by one of my, um, one of my employees. The most memorable moment for me was when I had um, Ken Goodrich, who is a, a great friend of mine, customer of ours, um, and Michael uh, E. Gerber in the studio. Like they were in here sitting with me and it wasn't very many in. I want to say it was like near maybe 10 episodes in, if that. And what's so unique about it, Jackie, is that I told you when I got into business, I didn't know business. Like I just knew how to sell. I knew how to build. I knew marketing, kind of marketing. I, and um so I was recommended this book called The E-Myth. Well, Michael Lee Gerber wrote that book. And so I started reading that book over and over and over, like just trying to learn things. Like when something came up and I didn't know the answer, I would kind of use that as like my reference tool to go back and figure out like, what am I doing? So to have not only Ken in, who is such a major player and such a big influence in the industry on our podcast, along with Michael E. Gerber sitting right in this chair that I'm sitting in right now, all those years later where I put those things into practice and it's kind of good. It was a pretty like special moment for me to have both those guys. Cause it was kind of a representation of the beginning of my business and my journey. And then Ken, who's obviously a monster customer of ours, like the current status of my company. And it was all in one room on a podcast that came from my man, Gary V pushing me to do it. It was a pretty cool, surreal moment for me. That is awesome. I mean, this kind of, oh man, I might've given you two questions, the same question twice, but <laughs> my next question for you is what interviews when you'll never forget? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a different question. You're right. Because I've, I mean, that in 94, I've done quite a few. We've had some really, really great guests on here. I mean, Gary being one of them, but I would say early on, I had a guy named Jens Pulveron. He was a former UFC lightweight champion. And um, I brought him out to our Rhino X event this year because I really love his story. And it was um, at the beginning of the year and it was this guy was a, a, a world champion in UFC and he came from like the most abusive home. Like dad put a shotgun in his mouth, basically told him he, this he's like seven years old, put a shotgun in his mouth and said, choose, you know, like basically you want me to pull the trigger? Like it was crazy. And then he pulled out the gun and like beat him up with the back end of the gun and was would beat up on his mom. And like, he's telling me this story and he's like welling up and starting to like cry like this big, tough UFC fighter. And he's basically sharing with me his story of overcoming adversity. And it was so impactful. Like I'm welling up, I've got goosebumps. And it was such a triumph you know, story because he was able to share. 
he told his dad, I'm going to get so big and so famous that I'm going to let the whole world know about you and what you've done to our family. And so he did. That happened. He won. And then he shared, you know, dad, I told you I was going to call you out. You know, you're, it was his driver. We call it middle finger motivation. It was his middle finger motivation. So then here's the coolest part, Jackie. He wins. He makes amends with his dad. Like after he calls him out, his dad dies three months later. It's crazy. Like, how can you not like, I was feeling every emotion. Like I gave you like the cliff notes version really fast, but him walking through that story was like one of the most impactful times that I had on the podcast. I mean, it's the, by far the one that stands out the most. It's why I want him to come and share at Rhino X with some of these guys, like to hear his story of overcoming adversity, because everybody kind of gets sometimes stuck in what you think is a really big problem that's holding you up from your business, but it ain't that big in comparison. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right. So if folks want to listen to, to the point podcast, they're listening to toolbox. So they know how to get podcasts, but uh, anything you want to tell them as to, you know, where they should get started or what they should look for anything like that. If they yeah, want sure. to check I mean, out. Yeah. The easiest thing to do. I mean, it's in, it's in pretty much all the streaming services too. Kind of much like probably like you guys do YouTube. We have a streaming platform on YouTube. Um, it's uh, you know, you can just search for to the point podcast. You'll see it. It's got a little Rhino with a microphone, but you can also follow us on the social media pages too, where we post it. You know, we post every episode on there, clips from it, things like that too. So all the normal stuff, Jagged, you guys do too. Awesome. Very cool. Oh, by the way, I got to share share this with you. You ready? Yes. yes. I'm excited. So I don't know if you ever, if you ever look at this before, um, but we have, um, I don't brag on this enough and I want to, because I know my team's going to hear this. We're a home services specific marketing podcast. Like that makes us unique already and not like overly popular because it's home services niche. We hit 18 on the overall, on the marketing podcast for Apple Podcasts, peak position 18 for a home services niche podcast. Like we celebrated in here for that. That was exceptional. That's really, really big. Congratulations, Chris. That is so freaking hard to do. Uh, but that also just goes to show that not only is it an, your niche, a niche podcast, but you also have really good takeaways that, um, applied to folks in the trades. I was looking at some of the reviews actually while I was prepping this. And one of the first ones I saw was I'm not even in the home services. I just like these guys. So, I mean, way to go, man. Thank uh, you. You know how hard that is. And it just feels good to represent for my blue collar folks, man. I love it. Yeah. I really, I, I commend you on your journey to, to do that. That's awesome, dude. Um, all right. We're going to start wrapping up soon, but, uh, we already talked a little about the six P's talked about financing tips, talked about pricing, any other tips that you'd like to share of your 14 years of marketing for home services wisdom. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, something that I'm always a big, a big believer in uh, being progressive, you know, trying to be first to market with stuff. And, and if you're not like the very first, even if you're like the first 100, you're still like really first to trying anything in a market. So I want to call out, um, you know, people will ask me, should the company that's doing my search engine optimization also be the same company that's doing my pay-per-click advertising? Um, the answer is absolutely. As long as they're doing it in-house and those teams can talk to one another, that's really important. So I've heard this like myth on like, you should use different companies. That's a horrible decision because then there's no synergy. Like one team can go talk to the other team in the same building in one minute. Like there's so much more synergy there and they're all kind of fighting for the same customer. That's one myth I want to put out there. The other thing would be if you're going to try something new, or you're thinking about doing something different in 2022, OTT, not OPP. Are you down with OTT? OTT, over the top marketing. And that's essentially for all the cord cutters. Like think about the Hulus, the Disney Plus, the Amazon Fire Stick, all that pre-roll video. 
we just started piloting it for some of our customers trying to figure out like, I'm not a traditional company, Jackie, because I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't do any of those things. And you told, I told you I'm a numbers nerd. I want to be able to track what I'm doing. You can do that with OTT. You can roll out a separate video to a different zip code if you want to, and then throw tracking on it. Like put out a different video, um, you know, a pre-roll video before the show you're watching on Hulu and put, throw a QR code in it and they can scan it and go right into and book the appointment right from their TV, not even get up from their couch. Like that's what's happening right now. And it's happening successfully. And if you do it now, you're first to the game with it. Like you're still in that first chunk and it's working. It's working really well. So we're seeing some success with that type of stuff. So it's something that you could try that will be successful. So those are just a few things that I can throw out there that you could, you know, that you could try, but I did want to go ahead and debunk that myth, you know, on SEO versus PPC. Agree. I think the more your marketing channels can talk to one another, the more effective your marketing will be as a whole. And speaking as a marketer who works in a marketing team for one brand, we all in theory have the same vision, even us being all in house, you still have, we're all high performers. You have different folks going on different directions. And sometimes we have to all be like, Oh, hold on. What are you doing? Um, so I think I will underline that point. And also to the, I think we call it direct TV internally. Um, but yeah, I think as someone who has Hulu with the ads still, yeah, I keep seeing the same ads all the time. So, uh, there's definitely some, I I would love to challenge. I live in Los Angeles please, I would love to see an HVAC plumbing or electrical ad on my Hulu one of these days. Done. Um, I'll make it happen. Amazing. All right. A couple more questions and we'll wrap up. What's your most controversial opinion on the trades? Posting pricing on a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of did it already. I mean, that one is for sure. It, and, it, and it's been that way for a long time. And everybody has their case for why or why not. I, like I said, all I could do is speak from my experience. I've seen so much success from it and it's only gotten greater as the whole pandemic has taken place, I've seen more people doing it with the same results. So I am a fan because of the end result that I've seen on behalf of my customers. Amazing. I got it's some. For, it's for I, sure like so controversial for sure. Still to this day. Uh, I think that's actually the best controversial take we've had since I started asking that question. So <laughs> kudos. Uh, I have a couple of rapid fire questions. I didn't send you beforehand. Are you ready for these? Good. How do you take your coffee? Uh, lots of creamer with a little bit of coffee. If you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, I love this question all the time. Um, so right now it would be my, it would be my dad. I would love to get one more day back with my dad. He oh, died when he went, when he was 49. Oh, dang. That's way too young. Oh, right, tell me about it. Um, what's the first, remember one thing you're trying to learn more about right now? NFTs. If money weren't an object, you had unlimited resources. What's the first thing you would do? I would probably build more shelters. And, um, for like, just for battered, for anyway, like kids, battered women, things like that stuff. I'm really passionate about with uh, charitable stuff. Amazing. What podcast and book recommendations would you like to make to the audience? <laughs> uh, I saw this and I didn't write it down. Dang it. Um, I think I, the best thing I can do is I'm going to share a couple books that have impacted me as of recently. As far as podcasts go, I'm a big fan of Ed Milet. Um, I think he's a great podcaster. Um, Ed Milet, look him up. Got a lot of great guests, monster, successful business guy. Um, and of course, to the point, it's my favorite podcast. Um, but in regards to books, uh, a good business book that I, that I read with my leadership team was Traction. Uh, if you've ever done that leadership book, the US system, which I thought was brilliant. I loved it. It was really good. Uh, from a motivation, I read this book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Um, it's kind of about getting out of routines or maybe breaking through barriers or like when you think that you can't do anymore, like you're frustrated, you know, that there's actually 40% more left in the tank that you can kind of keep going. I love mental toughness. 
um, those types of books. And then in regards to like simple management, I read the one minute manager, like Ken Goodrich recommended the book to me. It was like one plane ride. It took me a two hour plane ride to knock the book out. And I literally apply those things today. It was like these three simple steps on being a one minute manager that can um, help you become better. Cause I really struggle with being a good manager. I mean, leadership is different than management. And so um, I'm always trying to learn in that one book. I learned so much from, I started highlighting and they go back and reference it kind of like I used to the emails which would be obviously a great book for business overall. But yeah, the one that manages by the last book I've got. But I guess that's, that's, actually, that's a great recommendation. I'll check that out too. Um, what's the number one thing every contractor must do to run a successful business? Track everything. Oh yeah. Could that not be a better answer for this particular podcast? <laughs> I want to track everything. So that way you don't have to feel like something is or isn't working and you know that it is or isn't working. Amazing. Mic drop. Chris Yano, thanks so much for being a guest on Toolbox for the Trades. Jackie, you're awesome. Keep kicking butt. I will. Are you looking to build a top tier service company? Service Titan's Contractor Playbook is a handy guide to help you get where you want to go. Authored by the industry's greatest minds, this free all-in-one playbook will help you set your company up for success. Learn how to provide excellent customer service, establish your company's culture, market to new and existing customers, and more. Just go to servicetitan.com slash get playbook to access the free digital guide. That's servicetitan.com slash get playbook. Thank you so much for listening to Toolbox for the Trades. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcast, we'd love if you open the app and leave us a rating. Just tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. See you next time.